Welcome to Monday Morning Homilist. I'm Father Manny Alvarez. And I'm Jorge Santibanez. Every Monday morning, we dive deeper into the previous Sunday's readings and homilies. And towards the end, we veer off to talk about life and definitely talk a little sports. Enjoy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Monday Morning Homilus. This is Father Manny Alvarez. Uh, Jorge is on vacation with his beautiful family up in the Smoky Mountains, and God bless them for doing that. We priests are still here while everybody's on vacation and uh, slumming it like pretty much everybody who's at work this week. Father Andrew is joining us. Izzy was supposed to join us. She's in Nashville, Father. How about that? Going down Broadway? Music City. I find, have you been to Nashville? Yeah. I, I I went once with the Dolphins and I thought it was overrated. I'm also not a big country music. Don't I mean, talk to me. No, no, but I'm but I'm Don't saying I, I like country music. I'm not a fan like per se. Like I'm gonna go to a country music concert, but I was like, eh, maybe I, I didn't have the right guy. Maybe I didn't have the right experience. Maybe it was just because I only spent one night there. I don't know. Reba lives in Nashville. That's all. Oh, you you don't mess with Father Andrew and Reba. He has an autographed picture of Reba McIntyre. And I'm shocked that he doesn't watch The Voice because she's on The Voice this season. But we have lives. I mean, so you know, apparently. I'm busy on Monday nights. You are busy on Monday nights. All right. So Father Andrew's joining us. So Izzy was supposed to be here, or he's not. So, you know, he gets called in from the bullpen, you know, and hopefully you're better than Chapman. Anyhow. Oh, oh, that was bad. I'm sorry, Father. I mean, I, I know it was a compliment. I'm start twitching over here. Yeah, I know, right? So this weekend we had the parable of the talents, which many of us have heard. And I wanted uh, to bring in Father Andrew because he had an interesting intro to his homily that had to do with economics. So, if you know, first thing on a Monday morning, you're going to hear about math. And Father Andrew is going to give you a nice little math lesson to explain to us, really. And it's an illuminating lesson and helps us better understand this gospel and this parable. Father, tell us what talents are. Yeah. So when you read, you hear the gospel story, and actually I, I began... Mass this weekend, kind of challenging the people to to not gloss over, which happens to us priests too. Which you hear the first two lines of a parable that you've heard over and over again, and you think, "I know it. That's it." But it's living word, which means it'll hit me different today than it than it has in the past if I give it the opportunity to touch my heart. But a talent, you know, when we hear it, we hear, "Okay, five talents, two talents, one talent." You know, those are small numbers. Well. A talent was worth 6,000 denarii, which a denarius was one of the major uh, currencies in, in the, it was a currency in the Roman Empire. 6,000 denarii in one talent, and one denarius was worth one day's wages. So one talent, 6,000 denarii, is 6,000 days wages, which if you divide that, Annually, that's 16.44 years wages. That's a lot of time. And then you start multiplying that based on, on 5, 2, and 1. And that means the first servant received 82.2 years wages, a lifetime's worth of work in five talents. The second received 32.9, and the third received 16.4. And if you turn that into... Today's money, I took $50,000, which I know is 
well below the median in this country. Still higher than our salary. Exactly. <laughs> but at $50,000, if you count it like that, that would mean that the first servant received the sum of $4.11 million in today's money. $4.11. Right. Which doesn't quite go as far as it used to, but it's still a lot of money. And then he took that and he doubled it. So he hands the master, you know, $8.22 million. Um, actually, you could double that if you go off of a six figures salary. So you could say that he was handed $8 million and then he doubled that. So the whole idea, without getting too lost in the weeds on math, is that a talent is a lot of money. And the master handed his servants a lot of money, even the servant who only received one. And he knew the ability of each of his servants, and so he parceled it out based on that. And the whole idea, at least my interpretation this week, because uh, there actually are multiple interpretations to this gospel, but we have to pick one to preach on in a given week, um, had to do with the generosity of God and his trust in us, which is that he gives us a lot, and he trusts us to do a lot with what he gives us. Everything to the point of you know, our very breath, to the greatest thing he's ever given us, which is the gift of his son who died on the cross for us. And so he expects something in return in us not to take that talent that he gives us and bury it like the third servant. And really it's that Christian life the Lord wants of us. I mean, ultimately, he simply wants us to let him into our lives, to live life for him every day. Because ultimately, his main goal in our life is for us to be with him for eternity. And everything he does or everything that he allows to happen to us is primed toward that goal. We may not see it. In fact, we often don't see it. But we can trust in the Lord and know that he's, he's got our back and he wants ultimately what's best for our salvation. He, he wants, and we all long to see it, as you said, in the words that he told the two good servants well done, come and share your master's joy. Those are the words I said we long to hear at the end of this life when we, you know, when we arrive at eternity, we don't want to be condemned to eternal damnation. We want to hear those words. See, Christ was, you know, was very, was very uh, stern with the third in, in terms of, pre, you know, in terms of telling this parable, you know, this wicked, lazy servant that, was blessed, and that, that, that's the first point I made, is that we all, okay, we see the third servant, we think he's condemned, but at the, at the beginning of this gospel, at the beginning of this parable, that third servant, even though he only got one talent, he was blessed, just like, he wasn't blessed maybe as much as the other two, but he was blessed indeed. So many times we compare, we look around and say, oh no, that person has a bigger house, that person has a better car, that person makes more money than I do, all that, but we, and we, we spend so much time doing that, that we don't notice the blessings that God has given us. And that's something for us to keep in mind during this Thanksgiving week, as we prepare for Thanksgiving on Thursday, that we are in need of pointing out the blessings that are in our life. See, this servant, this third servant, had the one talent, feared his master, and said, okay, you know what? I, I, I know that he, you know, he sows where he doesn't plant, so I know he's very demanding. 
I don't want to get in trouble when he comes back, so I'm just going to hide it. And so many times our, in the way that we live our Christian life, in the way that we share the blessings that God gives us, I'm not just talking about money, I'm talking about sharing the faith, sharing, sharing the actual talents that God gave us. You know, I, 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 meant, I gave the analogy of, you know, for example, you know, the musicians in, in, in church that, you know, if they don't show up, you know, that there's no music. It actually happened to Father Andrew last night that, you know, there was a mix-up in the schedule, the call couldn't make it, but we knew that. And, you know, whoever was supposed to come, you know, had a conflict in their schedule or, or forgot or what, whatever. It was a, Father Andrew's wincing over there. You can't see it. Thank God this thing isn't live streamed on YouTube. But people walked out and said, oh, it was a contemplative mass. But it also reminded us, wow, we have very talented musicians at 5.30 on Sunday and, and we miss them. And I'm glad you were able to hear them at the beginning of this podcast. So, um, but they're sharing what God gave them. They're sharing the gifts that God gave them. They're sharing the blessings that God gave them. Father Andrew and I, I mentioned that. If we would have said no to God in our vocation, we would not be able, you know, to preach the gospel and, and we would not be able to share the blessing that he gave us in calling us, undeserved as we are, to the priesthood. So this servant said, you know what, and, and, and a lot of us do this, said, ah, you know what, I, I'm fearful. I'm afraid, and I don't want to. I don't want to upset my. Ma- I'm just going to hide in a closet. I'm going to hide. I'm going to bury this talent in the ground and just wait for his return. You you mentioned something to me because we 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 bounce ideas off each other during the week. You mentioned something that you read, which I forgot now about fear. And you know it was it was something that that uh, he's looking for now because he's looking for the exact quote because so many times fear runs our lives and it shouldn't, especially when it comes to the spiritual life. You know, if it comes to the spiritual life, you know, we should rejoice that God has blessed us so much and not be fearful of God and not be fearful of what he, what we do with the talents he gave us unless we're abusing them, but put them to work. You found the quote on fear, which is? There's a gentleman that I see. The social media does have good things to it, hmm. too. Yeah. Who I follow who often has random thoughts for the weekend. In fact, I I shared some of them. Not this quote, but uh, other ones in, in my homily this week as well. But the one on fear, this is powerful, is fear is an imagination of the future without the reality of God. Say that again. Fear is an imagination of the future without the reality of God. Fear is an imagination of the future without the reality of God. And, and that's so important. No. I've preached this before, which is another quote I'd heard, which, remember, the Lord is the Lord of time and space, which means God is in the future already, waiting for us to get there. He's already there. The whole thing here with fear is that we forget that God's there in the future, and so we worry about what comes down the road. But yeah, we lose the fact that God's already there, mm-hmm. and he's got our back, and we'll make it the way that he wants us to. Without the reality of God, and and I mentioned this briefly yesterday because it was something in the back of my mind, because I had already written my column for Christ the King, that we, we were afraid to share our blessings, share our talents, share the things that God has given us with the world, because we are afraid. 
because we're afraid of what the world might say, because we're afraid that the world might reject us. Jesus said, if they rejected you, they're going to reject you. The reject world me. will reject us. You know, he promised us that. It's not a promise. It wasn't, you know, it really wasn't a promise. It was saying, this is going to happen. And, and we see it, that Christians are rejected, that Christians are mocked, that Christians are are saying, oh, you know, they're, they're there. You know, the other day, you know, just last night, you were talking about the good that social media does. I was looking at the, the, the bad that... And it wasn't wasn't really bad, but it was. How many times have you and I seen liturgical bloopers, or or stupid things that priests are doing, or stupid things that are happening in churches, on on I on Instagram or you know we don't have TikTok, but on Instagram or Facebook, a lot. I remember, uh, I was thinking of the Super Soaker baptism during the uh, yep the the COVID pandemic. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that was one. Yesterday, somebody sends me. Uh, a video of a priest, you know, I guess it was at Easter, he was dressed in white and, and doing, you know, the blessing of the people, the Spurgeon, you know, blessing the people with holy water. And there was a, a you know, a minister next to him, he had a, a minister was holding a bowl, and he didn't have an Spurgeon, he didn't have that, you know, that, the Spurgeon is that little, you know, little thing that we use to, to sprinkle that we hold in our hands. And I don't know if he was just taking and scooping water and just, you know, sprinkling with the people. I've done that to people. Like if I don't have a, you know, I, I dip my fingers in the holy water and say, here, you're blessed. I've done, you know, but that's very light. No, he was taking like glops of water and throwing it on the people. And there's this one lady that he's, as he was coming down the aisle and he's coming towards the altar. There was one lady that had like the missalette over, this is some, it looked like a Latin American country, uh, had the missalette or some book over her head knowing this priest is going to wet me. Now the caption was, when the priest really knows your sins. So he saw this lady, have, you know, doing that. What does he do? He takes the bowl and dumps the entire bowl on her head. Now, Father Andrew's laughing. I, I, not a little flower, but I can't say that I haven't not wanted to do that before. <laughs> okay, but maybe with the ashes on Ash Wednesday. But th- this is this is where <laughs> this is where I told my I, the first response because she was, she sent this to me and said I would kill you if you ever did this to me. A very dear friend of mine from childhood, and I said. This is why I would love all cell phones and cameras to be banned from churches because you and I have seen the preponderance of cameras that are taken out or video taken during weddings, during funerals. Oh, I, I get, it's one of the few things that gets me upset for a very simple reason. And I explain this to the brides all the time that we prepare, that I prepare for marriage. Nothing ruins the because of course they have the professional photographers right well nothing ruins the photo of the bride walking down the aisle to her groom more than all of the guests turned around with their iPhones up and they're staring and the, at yeah. and, the, and the screen light illuminating the foreground as the bride is walking down the aisle well, to so her the groom. so the bride that the, infuriates yeah. me because they're they're so inconsiderate that they're Ruining, and they're trying to find the, a nice moment. The but wedding it's, photos. Yeah, they're, 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 what the bride is seeing is the front of the is the iPhone. What the groom is seeing is is the screen of the iPhone. And, and this, this and we're be, seeing that too. In this the could altar. be a whole other soapbox, but <laughs> the reality is, you know, trying to get the best photo and the best video, we actually miss reality. Absolutely. I, I'll, I, perfect example. And I still took a video, but I, it wasn't a great video. 2015, when Pope Francis came to Washington, D.C., and all the seminarians, I was in seminary at that time, we all went. 
Mm -hmm. And he came, we were in the Basilica, the, uh, the Immaculate Conception, and he came in and he greeted all the seminarians and the religious there before he canonized Junipero Serra on the, on the outside of the Basilica. And the Pope walks by. I mean, he wasn't nine feet away from me. And I remember sitting there, I'm like, I'm going to take a video, but I held it way down because my whole thought was, I see the Pope in a screen every day of my life. Mm -hmm. Through television, through the phone, through the computer. And my only thought there was, the Pope's in front of me. I'm going to look at him with my own eyes. And whatever this video looks like, I don't care. I'll take the video to capture the moment. But I'm not going to sit there and look at him through a phone screen. <laughs> because otherwise, you know. You're missing it. I'm, well, yeah. And I could do that tomorrow when he's not in front of me. There's something to that for we, we lose reality so, in general. Right. We lose so much by getting cut up, and, and we began this tangent by talking about the secular, how it invades our, how it invades our life, I think. Um, but, you know, this, we allow ourselves, and we're afraid to promote the faith. Like you said, social media gave you that quote that you told us about fear. It also sent us that abomination of what the priest did, you know, by throwing holy water in the middle of mass and on top of a, you know, a bowl of holy water on top of a parishioner. Uh, you know, when we allow the, the things that are secular to enter into our lives and we don't stand up for the faith and we don't share the blessings and share the, the blessing, of, that start, you know, and, I, and I, my starting point in my homily was starting off from the blessing that God gave us just by the gift of faith. And I said it is downright sinful if we don't, say, if we don't share it. It is downright sinful if we don't, you know, stand up for the things we believe in. If we just bury our faith in the ground or bury our heads in the ground, like the third servant buried his talent in the ground, and do nothing when the whole world is collapsing. And it's, we also talked last week about the first reading this morning, on Monday morning, as we begin this you know, journey through the, book of, through the two books of Macca Maccabees in the next two weeks as we conclude liturgical year. This morning, the, the first reading of, at Mass was talking about Maccabees, how, you know, there's a new king in Israel that takes over, and, and the Gentiles start coming into Israel, and everybody wants to live in peace, and nobody wants to offend anybody, so let's just do one religion, and, and, and let's, you know, take down the, the Torah from the doorpost, and let's put, you know, let's put abominations on top of the altar, and let's everybody, let's build the gymnasium, apparently, that was very, you know, it was very, you know, you think, you hear that in the, in the reading, I'm like, oh, they built the gymnasium, that's good. Well, not really, because forget that people went naked into the gymnasium so you could see who was circumcised and who wasn't. And the, and the, yeah, a Roman and gymnasium's not... It's not what we think of gymnasium. gymnasium. Yeah, exactly. So, because, and it mentions that some people covered the mark of their circumcision, so they were ashamed of their faith. They were burying their faith in the ground. So you listen to that reading, and I'm, and just this morning, listening, you know, reading it, and then listening to it at Mass, I'm like, this is exactly what I touched upon yesterday, what I touched upon this weekend in the bulletin column, that even back in... The time of Maccabees, a couple of centuries before Christ, a few centuries before Christ, you know, there there was already secularism pervading because they allowed, you know, the Gentiles to come in and say, okay, you know what, let's all be at peace. And the Israelites, yeah, yeah, you know what? And I said this, let's all be at peace, you know, and, and to, to, to not break the peace, you know, let, let's let this happen, to not break the peace, you know, let's let them do what they want and, and let's just go along with it and sing Kubaya and all that. Well, and it was, I mean... The whole idea of the abomination on the altar, which, by the way, this showed it reared its head again during the reign of Caligula, which is after mm -hmm. Jesus. I mean, forget 
you know, live and let live. And this wasn't sec. I mean, it's a different kind of secularism even than what we have today. I mean, <laughs> they were putting an idol right inside the temple. Right. I mean, it's like somebody putting a Buddha or something, or or even a, a Santero statue inside our inside our church. Because yeah, even forbid. we're not iconoclastic in the way that. The Jews were right. We, we, you know, or the Greeks. We have statues, right? The, 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 the Jews, Greeks had statues. The Greeks but the had Jews, statues. The Romans the Jews had statues. Did not. Right. So, if those things were happening in time of Christ, and then Christ comes and says, you know, you know, chill on this, but still happening, you know, 2,000, 2,500 years later, uh, two thousand three hundred years later, you know, these are things that that we need to be aware of. That the world is incredibly secular, and I met and I. We'll, we'll talk about this next week when we talk about Christ the King, but Pope Pius XI instituted the Christ the King almost 100 years ago in 1925 because to counteract the scourge of secularism in the world. And I'm like, what's changed? What's changed? Nothing's changed. We're still fighting a world where God doesn't matter, as Archbishop Wensky says. We're still fighting a world where they want to push Christianity to the side. They're still fighting a war where, you know, yes, you know, we have... Right now, we see a scourge in anti-Semitism. We see a scourge in anti, you know, against Islam. But whenever somebody says something about a Christian, you know, it's like you know, it's a joke on TV. It's a joke on Saturday Night Live. It's a joke on you know on the Daily Show. It's a joke on on you know where you know wherever you know comedians have. We're we're punch, we're, we're, we're punching back, and we take it. And if we if we raise our voice, which so many have, and say, why are Christians being singled out? Why are Christians being passed off? Why are Christians being ignored and insulted? Well, it's the world we live in, but again, it's something that Christ promised us. Like, we're always complaining, why doesn't the March for Life in January, where hundreds of thousands of young people show up to march in the defense of the unborn, to march in the defense of life, why is that ignored when the other day, you know, a couple hundred people showed up at the Capitol to protest, you know, you know, protest Israel's incursion into Gaza, and that gets all the news? You know, because it depends on where you're coming from, but it's not about. But see that. But see there. Even what I just said is allowing the secular to enter into our mentality. Father Uko and I were talking about this yesterday, and he was mentioning a theologian. I forget the name of the theologian. He goes, you know, it's it's the church is in the world. The world does not belong in the church. And the thing is that we want to bend the church, and people want to bend the church to do the will of the, you know, of the world. You see, all the oh, the church needs to allow this. The church needs to allow that. I'm not even going to get into mention any of the hot topic, pop, to hot topic issues that have been coming up in recent weeks. No, the church doesn't have to bend to the world. You know, the world has to bend into the will of Christ, and all of us as well. Christ doesn't bend to our will; we bend to His. Thy will be done. We say it in the Our Father. So this is where we have to say, okay, this is what God gave me. Number one, the biggest blessing He gave me was the gift of faith. It allows me to say in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and allows me to look up into heaven and pray to him and to offer sacrifice to him. Archbishop Wensky mentioned this in a homily one time during ordination, something you and I say almost in daily mass when we do the second Eucharistic prayer, that you have found us worthy to minister to you. And this is where, going back to how I started my homily, going back to that third servant, his master found him worthy to give him a blessing to minister for him, and he didn't do it. So what happens to those that just bury their heads in the sand and don't do anything, you know? So, my friends, as we uh, carry under in this Thanksgiving week, you know, look at the blessings 
that God has given you, focus on that. Don't focus on Father. What was the number? The the number of the five. You know, in today's in today's money, four. It was a four point one one million. And so he doubled that. Dollars. So it's eight point two million. That's a lot of money. Obviously, God hasn't given that, but He's given us much more in terms of faith, in terms of grace, in terms of the abundance of blessings that He gives us each and every day. So let's be cognizant of that, and let us thank God for those gifts this Thanksgiving Day, and let us be cognizant of how we share the faith, how we share the blessings that God has given us, how we share the talents that God has given us, so that we may be able to hear the words that the first and second servant heard at the end of their life, we hear at the end of ours. Well done, good and faithful servant. Come and share your master's joy. Yes! Yes! The you! The you! The you! The you! running back. Wow. That's your fiance's boy. Exactly. It's you a no-brainer. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> that guy just... No, but just... No. Get out of here. What was that last night? All right. It's Victory Monday, and Father Andrew's still here with us. It's Victory Monday for the both of us, because his Giants won. And joining us is Ashley. Good morning, Ashley. Good morning. Victory Monday. Now, you were at the game yesterday, but you were perturbed by the amount of Raider fans that are there. Yeah, you know, at the Hard Rock, Hard Rock's a destination. So any given Sunday, you have a lot of away fans. It's just how it is. Usually the Bills travel well. The secondary market helps fans. that, yeah. But the Raider fans showed up. In fact, they They're, they're fervent. They are, and they have a South Florida uh, Raiders fan club, so they took over the yellow lot, which is where we park, and they had a party man party. They're very decorative. Their outfits that they wore They're were very ex- decorative. Right? Their outfits were excellent, very friendly. So it was a good time with them before the, the pregame. It's controversial, and I will take a dig. Here we go. Are the Raiders the actual America's team? Interesting. Because I, I know I've, I've seen Raider fans everywhere. Yeah, but you're gonna see this on on New Year, on Christmas Eve when Dallas, Dallas comes down here. That's gonna be a massive takeover. Massive beyond. Like, okay, are you still contemplating on selling your tickets? You could you could pray for uh, all your Christmas presents. The whole with the no tickets. table anything. Uh, like <laughs> that's kind of like I want to be there. Put it this way, I want to be there. That's gonna be a good game. It's the next time the Dolphins play an actually winning team. Yeah, because we have Tennessee, we have the Jets, mm-hmm. we have. Um, Washington. Washington. And then Dallas. The fair week, and then Dallas. And yep. then we have another one in between that, I think. No. No. It's it's uh, Jets this week, Washington, Tennessee, and then... You are right. And yeah, then, yeah, And then... Um, so Dallas is going to be a big test. It's going to be a really big test. But no, the Raiders fans, they were nice. They were real, real friendly, but they showed up in No, numbers. you can hear it on TV. Like, when we were down at one of the many fourth and, you know, goals that we didn't... The, I mean, the third and ones and third and, and fourth and shorts... Mike McDaniel has not figured out the right play call for those because and I was saying when you when you were getting to those, you could hear the noise in the stadium. Yeah. You know, and, and listen, this is happening everywhere. Because Detroit fans for some reason have reawakened after 
four decades, three decades of slumber. You love Dan Campbell. I love Dan you Campbell. You love him. Mike kneecaps and all that. Maybe the fourth and short thing is a Hard Rock Stadium problem. Because I know. No, no, it happened in Germany. It happened another, in I know in another Philly. team that has a problem with fourth well, and tr- with, with uh, shots at the goal line from. So let me down. tell you. So we got to the we got to the stadium. They had a beautiful. So they recognized Veterans Day. So they did. It was very beautiful nice. job. Do you know who led the rally? Did you you didn't see it on TV? No, we didn't. Jazz Chisholm Jr. Oh no, Jazz Chisholm. I saw it on social media, that? but I didn't see it on TV. How about that? So he was in Dolphins, you know, number two. He was. Oh, he was wearing. Man. I thought, why is he wearing a Bradley Chubb? I'm like, whoa, well, no, oh, it's he's his, his uni- is, he's So good two. to see him. Uh, you know, obviously had a very challenging year last year, a lot of injuries. You know, got moved to center, but so good to see Jazz yesterday. So it was. It was a good game. It wasn't a, a great game. It, wasn't it was way gr- too close. The thing is that we were spoiled at the beginning of the year with the seventy to points that we put up on Denver. Denver we were set yeah. by all these things. And then Father Andy could testify this. Winning in the NFL, and we should know this as well, winning in the NFL is hard. Now, as I pivot, you know, before I pivot to Father Andrew's, you know, tormented soul about his Giants mm. winning or, or or tanking. We'll talk about that, that in a second. Vito, Jersey. Okay. Before, I, before, we, before, Remember, before we, we won a playoff game last year. Yeah, you did. And we haven't in, in 20 years, more than 20 years. Since Ashley was a fan of the Dolphins. <laughs> before mm-hmm. Ashley was a fan of the Dolphins. Before I move on to that. I want to focus on two things. Number one is uh, people are asking, okay, what's wrong with the offense? And Mike McDaniel said it. We can't score 30 points in a game. I thought the Dol- I mean, the offense moved the ball pretty well. It's just punching into the end zone. And can we talk about your boy, Jason Sanders? Oh, it was like storybook that you knew he was going to miss it, right? It was like when you it needed it It was a 50-yard field goal. But, but here's the thing. Oh, we were so mad at him the at The next moment. time it came up, it was a fourth and one at the, you know, whatever. It was going to be a 51-year field goal. Kicks it Mike in. McDaniel has never passed up a fourth and one. Yeah, so he had another shot through Dave himself. So my, I posit this theory that I think he did that more to, to boost. His confidence. His confidence or just say you're done. Yeah. Than to, than going for it on fourth and one, knowing that he was going to win the game. We were which so is pretty big bang gamble it, at that point. Like, the the air in our lungs were just and, like. <gasps> and you boo? Did you boo when he went out to kick that fifty-one-yard field goal? I didn't boo. I just didn't look. I turned around. I looked up. But you. But it was palpable on TV that people were booing. I've had my uh, ups and downs with him for the past few seasons. <laughs> There's not, some good college choice. kickers. He's replaced some this year. He's very. And he doesn't graduate this year, does he? Or Gonzalez? I don't think so. Oh, I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. That that guy from Missouri. I mean, there's there's guys. No, Borregales. There's good kickers done. out there. Borregales goes out and I go, this is up. done. This is this so is there good. was like that helped his confidence, you know, making the, the next field goal. Because we're gonna need him at some point. Of course, but then also who really needed a confidence booster? Who got it was Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips had a great game yesterday. And that's what I want to talk Jaylen about. Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard, Ramsey Chubb, yesterday. Like those boys. It, whoever gets the golden stars on their hand, it's those boys. It's our defense. Stars. It's called you know decals. Fangio, like they look good Game because balls. our. And here's a problem. We go into You'll New York. Them. No, before we go, before we move to New York. I'm ready for New York. No, but I'm saying Jalen Ramsey. The playoffs are going to be oh, about that him. defense. I love him. Jalen and and Father Andrew made a good point. Jalen Ramsey, both picks were extraordinary. He's the best. Just picked it out of the air. He's the best. And Father Andrew's right. You want your defense clicking in all cylinders. And Fangio, we didn't understand the system at the beginning of the year. I was I was bashing Fangio. You know, I was like, what's going on? The scheme is wrong. Everything was right. He put Xavier Howard one on one. With Devontae Adams, and more often than not, yeah. Xavier Howard won that battle. Yeah. Uh, the rookie quarterback for Oakland, for Oakland, for Las Vegas, mm-hmm. would not throw in Ramsey's direction. And when he did, yeah. picked. Yeah. So Father Andrew's right because he is a beneficiary of a stellar defense yeah. that knocked out the only team that ever goes sixteen and zero in a regular season. True. In two thousand seven. True. Okay. God bless them. So you you want your defense. Yeah. So as we pivot from there. 
before we go to Father Andrew, let's talk about another New York team because we play them on Friday, and you're going to be there. I'm so excited. MetLife takes. We are only seven-point favorites. Um, because the Jets' defense is great. It's now, a great defense. The quarter, they took, they benched they, Zach They benched Wilson Zach, yesterday. but what else are you going to do? Uh, well... He he fell he, down running onto the field. And he yesterday. knocked he knocked down Salah coming off like it was his. He whole knocked mess. down Salah. Yeah, that, yeah, it was. Yeah, the whole thing. that's a guy you don't. I mean, you look at Robert Salah. I mean, I respect him. He's a heck of yeah. a coach, but that's not a guy you even go near. Yeah, he didn't do it on purpose. He was just. Like, running. You were talking about my love for Dan Campbell when Dan Campbell took over for Coach <laughs> Philbin, and I was still on the sidelines. I you know I I congratulate the only time I interacted with Dan Campbell when he got the job I congratulated him I go coach whatever you need I'm here yeah yeah that was the last I I, I did not go anywhere near him I was terrified of Dan Campbell I'll reconnect you don't worry we'll yeah. make it happen it's no but almost. so how do you how do you see us going up against the Jets yeah into, this is it's gonna be crazy right okay this is what people need to remember the Jets beat the Eagles and they beat the Bills those are two teams that we lost to first of all but the offense has regressed. Yeah, it has regressed, but they still have Sauce Gardner and that defense is amazing. I mean, that's Buffalo be a did score points on them, and you know, without Ken Dorsey, yeah. I mean, Buffalo. We talked about a lot. You know, we didn't talk about a lot. We could hadn't happened yet because it happened on Monday night. Yeah, and and this is you know, Father Andrew, you could chime in on this because this affects a UM boy. You know, Ken Dorsey didn't have the, didn't put the twelfth man on the field. You know, when that field goal was missed at the end of that game against Denver, and that's why he's unemployed. Not for long. The Giants will get him next year. Somebody, yeah. You think the Giants will get Somebody him? Somebody will pick him well, up. I think that you... fire Kafka. You think so? The Giants, offensive coordinator. There was a report this week that Martindale and Kafka are out. Why Martindale? He's a good defensive coach. The team's got They're three wins. They're not winning. Yeah. Well, there's many reasons for that, but that's not one of them. But... You're not, not having Dable, your quarterback. Dable, is, is, is remember, one. this is Dable. And, and so Dable probably... I mean... It's a potential that he could bring back Dorsey. He had him at, at Buffalo. He, and, and, he, and they, they work well together. And he yeah. also worked well in, in Carolina. But let's talk about the Giants. The Giants, you know, Father Andrew's going through what the Dolphins fans went through <laughs> the year we got, we drafted Tua, where we wanted, you know, where Ross wanted to tank, the yeah. fan base wanted to tank. This happened again also in 2011. I was looking, you know, when right before we got Tannehill. Uh, Father Andrew, you know, they go in, you know, they go into Washington, they beat the Redskins in FedEx Field. Commanders. Sorry, they were the Redskins. We swept then. them. We oh. beat them you, twice. You swept, yes, you did this year. And um, so they go in there, and this man in front of me is conflicted because he wants Caleb Williams or Marvin Harrison Jr. And he's like, "But I, but I go, but father, it's not when a bad is a win pick for the Giants? No, you want my, my idea. But you were you were in a good mood yesterday. My the ideal, won. ideally, I want Daniel Attack Jones." Him who they've got all this money sunk into. To ball out like last year. To show up. Because if he does that, then you can draft left tackle number one. But is he, out, is he out for the year? ACL. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We've had so six quarterbacks that are out for the year. Six starting quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're counting Aaron Rodgers in that one, because he says he's coming back next yeah. month. And that's, that's just... Joe Burr. There's a lot no, but, of big but names But the out. Giants game, mm-hmm. listen to this. You're going to laugh. So, talk about defense. Giants won because they turned Washington over six times, six turnovers, which has got a oh no yeah say as these much stats. to do with Sam Howell as it is with mm-hmm. you know with the fumbles and all that. So six turnovers in the game. That's why you win, including a, a clinching pick. How six. many te- uh, how many touchdowns did Tommy DeVito? Tommy DeVito. Tommy DeVito from threw Jersey. Two hundred forty six yards. Uh huh. Three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. My guy. One thirty seven point seven QB rating. But 
Sacked nine times. And went nine to a nice times? lasagna made by his mama. How about Sacked that? Nine times. Nine now, times. The O-line's been maligned this year, and they weren't good yesterday. Yeah. But Were they good last year? They had to be. Yeah. If you go to the playoffs and yeah. win a game, you have to be. A good, a good four of the sacks were a rookie not throwing the ball. You know, he, he got sacked on his own. It was a lot of covered mm-hmm. sacks and... and uh, you know, just getting used to the speed of the game. Nine times. But that's that's. And nuts. he still came out the victory. I, I had faith in him. He no, it's, you both well, he didn't fumble the ball. No, he, he didn't. No. Well, Tua fumbled it and threw a pick. You know, and zero interceptions. The Giants didn't turn the ball. And, that, and, over and that's a key. That I mean, eventually Ramsey even the turnover margin, so it was you know it was it, uh, it, was, it was neutral. It was minus three for most most of the game. Um, listen, in the NFL. Winning is hard. Yeah. And the and somebody said it yesterday on my Twitter feed. A win, the win against the Raiders is as, is the same as the win against Denver. Of course. It counts the same in the standings. Now, point differential outside, that's like fourth or fifth or sixth, whatever it is, playoff tiebreaker. Um, and the Dolphins obviously are, are high on that one. But you look at some teams in the league. You look at what's going on with the Chargers. My goodness. Did anybody see Brandon Saley's press conference yesterday? They have to be... They have to get the the least out of the most of any. Oh team my god! They're good not a bad time. team. Week one, they were not. That was easy. that was a back and forth. We, we yeah, just, that was. A, that's why I yeah, pushed back bad. against the narrative of the Dolphins having played good teams because that was a good team and that was they supposed were. that was projected to be a good team. That was a playoff yeah. team last year. No one talked. They were the thing is because they didn't have a winning record because it was zero zero was a record. Yeah, it was. There were you know nobody. No, we had just started the season. That was a big win for the Dolphins. No one talks about that. No, now, tough. they said it on the broadcast. You didn't hear this, Ashley. You were at the game. But, you know, Mike McDaniel told the broadcast, he goes, you know, it's a fair criticism, but we can't change the narrative until we actually go out there and beat somebody. But you're not going to beat somebody until you beat the last three teams in your schedule, which is Dallas at home, Baltimore on the road, and, and Bills, Bills well, at home. Flex, Good you know? luck with that. That's why lock up the East now. I'm telling you, we have two game lead in the loss column. We need the uh, Philly, we need the Eagles to win today. We, we need them to beat we Kansas do need, City. Ah, the thing is you that do. losing that game to Kansas City is so big because you know they have the tiebreaker on us head to head. Yeah, they're two games up on us in the loss. They have one loss only. One. So yeah, we do need the Eagles to win, but getting that first round bye is gonna be tough. But yeah. just win the main goal in any for any organization is to win the division. Yeah, and we're, we're projected. We're projected right now. If it was the end today, we're winning, right? We're projected. But that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. In, there, was, there was a good game last night between Minnesota and Denver, which I didn't expect to be the a good ups. game. I mean, the Browns, you had a great day yesterday. It was the Seahawks that messed you up from a perfect day. I was excellent yesterday. She was undefeated in the 1 o'clock window, which was chaos. Yes. Why are you giving me this thing, Andrew? I picked your Giants. <laughs> She she picked her yeah more ways than I'm not. I'm okay. telling you, I did really. My picks are. You he know, told me not to pick the Giants. I asked him. He said, "Don't pick them." No, I, I thought about I'm it. I'm telling you, I, I I love the perfect story, right? Kid from Jersey lived with his parents. Comes up, you know, went to Don Bosco. Did Don, you see him doing the whole right? finger sting? You Don know, like, Bosco's like the Berlin of of Jersey, mm, yep. you know. So no, no, Columbus, the Columbus, the Columbus, the Columbus. Don Bosco was a lot better at sports than Berlin. Well, that's I mean, if I had to compare, it, <laughs> a, lot, a lot better than Columbus too. 
So well, it was no, I, I, uh, but I cannot. Look disclose, at all the national titles they have. They're not only in football but in basketball. I cannot as well. disclose my pick for Friday because I'm still really trying to process it, right? Because we don't oh, know, no. we don't know who's going to start, right? Zach, we don't know if they're going to start. Doesn't matter the way that our de- the way that our defense played You're yesterday. Picking, you're going to pick the Jets. Over I'm the- not picking the Jets, no, but I haven't that, processed no, it yet. Right? It I'm still trying to, but it's going to be good. I, thousands. When I tell you thousands, thousands, and oh, thousands, it's be a lot and of thousands of Dolphin fans are going. I'm going on a. But there's when, six when, buses. Are you, when are you leaving? We leave. You're leaving in a bus to New York? No, 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 no. Oh, oh I was going to say. So MetLife Takeover, they do a great yeah, I know. job. I'm, I've been there. We're staying in the city for the majority of the time, so we're taking... You're going to Macy's? All of that. Oh, nice. All of that. I'm, I'm going to see Patrick. You know we have I'm two student, former students that graduated last year. They're dancing in the, in the parade. Oh, really? Yeah. And then I'm going to the Heat-Nets game on Saturday at the Barclay. Oh, because they play the Knicks on Friday. Friday I would the, never make it to 6 o'clock n- games. Never she, make she, it. She thought about that. I did, but she I'm She thought like, about going... Because I had so much fun at the Garden last year. Um, no, it's a tr- great triple header on, on, on Friday. Yeah. Canes and Boston College at yeah. 12. Dolphins at 3. Heat at 6 or 7, whatever it is. And then St. John's plays on Saturday. The Heat. So, um, you mean the team that lost to Pace? Uh, yeah, we came in third in the Pace South University, Florida. which might lose to Pace High but School. But here's the thing. So, like... <laughs> There's six in the oldies. I don't know about now. Six coach buses alone going from Slattery's in Midtown to nice. MetLife. I mean, we I like are this. truly taking it over. Like it, you will so hear us. We'll, we'll, you absolutely, will see us. We'll be cold. It's like a forty degree projected like kickoff. It's That's not ch- bad. It's it's been I've worse. Been worse, thinks, right? Yeah. Like I've done. I've but during the stadium, it's windy up there. Well, the, the Dolphins the, dodged the bullet on the. Well, uh, playoffs, on the cold we'll say, weather, but yeah. on the, you, you don't get Buffalo, New- you didn't get New England. Yeah, that's the only, yeah. is the only, well, but it depends on what Baltimore is and, and, and uh, New Year's it won't Eve. Be too bad. I yeah. haven't done a really cold game in a while. Last last year when I went to New York, when we went for the Knicks Heat game, I got frostbite. Oh, but that's indoors. How do you get you know? I know, because well, it's actually the coldest weekend in history. But they're projecting like four, like fifty during the day, forty at night. So a three o'clock game that's will probably close to four. It won't be terrible, but it won't be like do the march for life. Then, then you really do. But but look, if, I mean, if you're looking ahead for the Dolphins, yeah, you're talking about the the you know, you, you might have to go through Arrowhead. That'll be cold in the playoffs. You yeah, have to go through. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, no it's you worse. have. To, the thing is, if they get the second seed, they host two home games, and then if you have to go to Arrowhead, they'll be for the championship Baltimore's game. Baltimore's gonna be We're getting New ahead Year's of ourselves, folks. But Baltimore will be cold on New Year's Eve. It will be. That. It will it was, be. No, in September last year. So. But. This team has to figure out a couple of things, especially on offense. But I think the defense going into the Jets game, you'll shut down that offense easily. Xavier Howard looked good. He looked great. I mean, Teron Armstead did what he had to do. Wilkin did a downfield tackle. It was just amazing. I was like, what are you doing down there? I I I do want to watch... Dolphins offense and Jets defense. So you are going to watch that'll, it. That'll be a that'll, game. That, that's going to be a good match. That's a great, great matchup. It it's is on a great Amazon game. Amazon Prime. So and guys, I, if you don't I, have Amazon Prime, get your free uh, trial now. Because wait, wait, what are you advertising Amazon for? You know, Hori's not here. Angie's not here. Come on. Well, no, because I don't <laughs> want somebody to turn on the TV thinking they're going to see the game. Sweetheart, they don't down. have to subscribe to Amazon Prime. It's going to be on over the air every time a home team plays on a streaming service. It'll get here. It'll it'll be an over the air network. It'll be on channel six or on channel four or something. So you don't have to subscribe. The average person will not be able to Amazon. Come on. All right. <laughs> Father Andrew yesterday at the end of the Dolphin game saw something that he longed to see in Hard Rock Stadium earlier in the year. He saw Tua at the end of the game. Do what? Take a knee. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and so that that's a good segue into what happened on Saturday in a very competitive game in Hard Rock Stadium at high noon between with the ninth-ranked team in the tenth, country. Tenth-ranked team in the country. Yeah, but they're probably... They're I not, mean, look, their they're, record is good. I'm Louisville. not going to say away, take away from that. Yeah, 
But like talent wise, and it's one of the worst top ten teams I've ever. I mean, Florida State was going to kill them. It still yeah. might beat them well in the ACC title game. And Florida State has Jordan Tatum. Doesn't have Jordan not, Travis. No, his leg, his leg oh, went the I, other that, way. That, don't oh. wish that on anybody. That's horrible. That is bad. So but bad. I wasn't having watched this Miami team up in Tallahassee but two they weeks ago. Won. I yeah. wasn't convinced. I'm not convinced of Florida State. I mean, I think they're a, they're a... Washington jumped them in the in the AP rankings yesterday. Let's see what the college yeah, football Washington ranking. Washington is... That was a, look, we watched that game. That was a good uh, game. Hot take, but Florida State, I mean, I think there's a good shot, you know, that they, they, they went out in terms of Florida and uh, the ACC title game. But you may have a blowout semifinal. But isn't that always it, the it, case? But I'm the saying, semifinals if, if it's Florida State and it's, and it's uh, Washington... Or, I don't know who. I mean, th- th- there's a lot of good teams, right? Georgia. But, but can I can I Michigan, say something? Ohio State, whatever, whichever one. What did I keep repeating to you during the entirety of that game? Um, during the entirety of that game on uh, on um, what do you call it on Saturday? What was the reason we lost that game? Miami, Louisville. Yeah. Defense. Yeah, they didn't show up. Defense. So what happened was. And somebody sent me this stat on um, so somebody sent me these stats on on Saturday night. Canes because their tackling was like look like Manny Diaz days again. Tyler Van Dyke threw for over threw for over three hundred yards. The running backs, you know, um, forget, uh, I'm forgetting the name of the, of twenty two. Fletcher, Fletcher, for, Fletcher yeah. fl- ran for over hundred yards. The the running backs averaged over six yards a carry. Averaged more yards per play. They we won the turnover battle and still managed to lose at home. Why? Because our defense gave up thirty eight points when our offense scored thirty one. If you score thirty one at home, you should win the game, and you should put away the number ten team in the country and have a have a you know the Texas A M game is long in the past. It's no longer it, now. It's the only signature win that we have, and that's a team that fired their head coach. And this would have been a signature win for this program going into Boston College, who has the same record as we do. We're both going to bowls, and now we're playing on Friday to see who gets to seven wins and gets a better, crappier bowl. And that'll be a bit cold, too, I would think. I would think so in Boston. You know, you mentioned Louisville. Go back to Louisville. Louisville is actually the first college football game I've ever attended. My first... Really? I went to Rutgers versus Louisville. She went to Solomon Piscataway. I did. And that was the day that Rutgers upset. That was when they rushed the field. Yes. That was a great game. I remember that Thursday night game. that was my first college football game ever. I was in that that stadium in Piscataway in 2000 when Santana Moss went off. Oof. Yep. And the Kane, I mean, that was bad. Rutgers was bad, bad. Yeah. And Miami was good, good. So I remember three things about that game. I was... All of nine years old. One, I remember big Santana Moss touchdown. Yeah. Two, I remember the bleachers were cold. Oof. Oh yes, you and you're bleachers. sitting there you and you just feel it all the way, yeah. you know. Yeah. And the other part at, in the, in in those days, but maybe today as well. Getting grease trucks after. No, no, no. It was. <laughs> over, it was the, the stadium was over half orange and green. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But Rutgers yeah. was didn't have you, much attendance. You almost there's a lot of Miami fans. I five minutes from there. It's that's where we. So yeah. really quickly, t- keeping with in the University of Miami, they the Canes basketball started off. They're ranked twelfth yeah. in the country, I believe, Good and them, yeah. and and they won a you know pr- you know early season tournament in the Bahamas over the weekend. 
beat up Kansas City yesterday was during that the NFL Baja Sunday. Mar one? Yes. Oh, yeah. So St. John just got the bid for that uh, for next year. For next year. year. So yeah. it was, it was awesome. uh, Miami, Georgia, Providence, and Kansas State. And yep. we beat Georgia okay. and we beat Kansas sense. State to get the trophy there. Awesome. So some, some, one team is bringing hardware home, and that's the second trophy that the UM basketball yeah. team wins this calendar year, the regional trophy that took them to the Final Four, and now this one. And if, speaking basketball, the Heat had reeled off seven in a row, lost a heartbreaker, heartbreaking for me, on Saturday. Heart Friday. On, was, on Saturday. We're up 22 oh, yeah, to Saturday, 1. Yeah. Up 20, uh, 22 to 1, and you still lose that game. Joke. If they don't win tonight against the Bulls, oh, I'm not even going to no, tell you. I will go. They, they're back-to-back against the Bulls. Hopefully, back to the Canes. The Canes have a big one coming up in the ACC SEC Kentucky title. next week. They're going up to Rupp Arena on the 28th. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a big, big against Calipari and all those boys. Which we don't, I mean... We we play Cameron Indoor and Dean Dome and all that, yeah. but in the non-conference we haven't really played a game of that caliber in a while. Yeah. So on the road, all road those game. things are happening. The, the Panthers had reeled off several in a row and they lost their last one to I believe the Kings, um, and I think no they they did win the last one against the Anaheim Ducks. So they they're playing well and like we said last week the defensemen are coming back. So God bless them and uh, everybody everybody stay up for that F one race on 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 Saturday night eleven thirty start. Joke. But Father Andrew knows about F1, and is Verstappen ruining the sport? No, how can you say that? Lewis Hamilton won for like eight years prior. And still making all this and money. Mercedes I think won. you need no, competition. So I'm just saying. Verstappen's only won the title. This, this is his second title in a row. That's it. Anyways. I, I yes, think, he's dominating By the way, it, sneaky, but... sneaky headline of the weekend that most people ignored is Tiger Woods is coming back oh, uh, for the Hero Challenge in the Bahamas uh, in a tournament he hosts. Early next month, so that that should be good. So pretty much caught up on. I know we we skipped over some sports headlines and, uh, but all you know, pretty much good weekend victory Monday for all three of us, which yeah. is always good. And we're thankful this week for Thanksgiving. Actually, have a safe trip up to New York. Please come back. Please don't get in trouble in the Meadowlands. You know, it's <laughs> no. Jersey. Every, you know, you know. And you know, here's the thing. It's, it's not Philly. Come well, on, it's not the Philly. Thing, right? They're gonna talk. Right? The Jets fans are gonna talk. I'm actually going to the game with my uncle and my cousin who are diehard Jets fans, oh, right? Dude, but the thing. thing is, if they were to get loud with me, the Jets fans, what am I going to say? I was born and raised here. I lived here 20 years. But I went to St. John's. That? And I'm Italian. We're the same. What, what? I just know how to choose my football you team. you got a better football team. Exactly. Simple so as that. I already have my, my and, comebacks. And you're, not, and you're not star-crossed like you know they are. No, I'm you're good. You're a fan of Tommy DeVito anyway. Four plays in the year, they lose you know, I'm Aaron good. Wright. I'm I felt bad for them at the beginning of the year. I don't feel bad for them this week. I'm more scared of freezing. It's Jets week, people. Let's let's do this. It's also Thanksgiving week, so let's... Now stop. I won't say. Not on this I'll podcast. I know. No, please. <laughs> Let them finish it. Yeah, exactly. It's Thanksgiving week, so we're thankful that it's Victory Monday. We're thankful that we have a game on Friday, on Black Friday. We're thankful for so many things. So take the time this week to be thankful for the many blessings that God has given you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Happy Sun Giving.